0: If you think about the amount of data that this generation gives us, this is a generation that lives online, right? So with that data, their expectations of you as a brand has gone up because you should absolutely understand me. You should absolutely tailor it to me. You should absolutely make it unique. I want to feel like I'm an individual, not part of a massive group. Because I've given you all of that data, so how are you using it?
1: Culture and social behavior has big consequences for businesses. But we often overlook it because it's too complex and multidimensional to analyze. Well, culture is the context to every human presence and we all live in more than one culture simultaneously. Geographies, organizations, companies, families and friendships all have unique cultures and now generations have created their unique culture as well especially Gen Z as they are becoming the new consumers the new creators of economies leading buying decisions and joining the workforce we better understand this new culture they are introducing us to because one thing is clear winning in business will rely on winning with and through them welcome to the culture and podcast where we connect business to human behavior I am Nurcan ardogan brand and culture expert and your host, and today we're talking about culture and Gen Z. So
0: why should we hire you? What? Because you guys are hiring. Shout out to Gen Z in the workplace. Y'all are bold as f- All right, Michael, I'll see you tomorrow. Where do you think you're going? My shift is
1: over. I'm going home. Yeah, Jack, unfortunately, I won't be able to come into work tomorrow because this project has played a huge toll on my mental health. I'm joined today by someone who is an industry-leading marketeer and who understands that marketing is fundamentally all about understanding human behavior, needs, wants, and drives. He's very close to Gen Z as a marketeer, see them as consumers, employees as a leader, and also as a parent because uh, he's a father of three Gen Zs as well. He is the former CMO of Visa and the chairman of Marketing Society, and he's also the co-founder and my fellow partner at Tough Love Advisors. Please welcome Mohammed Ismail Hamidettin. Welcome.
0: Thank welcome you, Thank you very much for the invitation today. I, love I being mean, here.
1: of course, I think. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey ha, and how you and I get really inspired and stimulated by these Gen Z conversations.
0: Absolutely. So, um Going right back, uh, I graduated from the UK and and came back to Saudi um, back in 92, uh, a long time ago. But I I kind of fell into banking as a a career uh, because they were hiring and it was an easy place for me to get into. But it was very clear two to three years into my life there that something was was missing for me. Yeah, so, I cannot
1: even imagine you like a banker, honestly speaking. <laughs> but honestly, it's,
0: it's been as a marketer, it was a, the, the best foundation for me because it allowed me to understand numbers, hmm. uh, was, which for a marketer is incredibly important. But it was clearly a path that wasn't complete for me yet. So yeah. uh, I got a knock from Procter & Gamble. I got an opportunity to interview with them. And that's really where my journey in marketing started back in 1994.
1: Uh, which is a big, great school I believe, isn't it? It's one of the fundamentals. I
0: find find myself today going back to what would I have done at Procter. Um, But it is, as you said, a foundation. But it was the start of a journey for me as a marketer that it's been a passion for me. Um, And as you rightly said, the passion is all about understanding your consumer, your audience. uh, And that audience is constantly changing. So I see myself 30 years later now looking at a completely different audience, which is obviously what we're doing here today.
1: Yeah, Actually, uh, one of the key things, um, and actually hilarious dialogue has been ongoing in the last months between Gen Z and millennials. I'm sure you came uh, across that as well in social media. Gen Z is now criticizing the hell out of millennials from. Uh, what we wear to how we do our hair, the side part that I'm actually (laughs) doing today to to skinny jeans and and everything. So there is actually a uh, culture war. So it's not maybe news that uh, the newcomers, the new kids on the block are challenging, but I do also observe that there is a little bit of um, difference. The millennials were the me generation, but now Gen Z is like me, me, me generation. Absolutely. As a marketeer, uh, now they're both in in the market, they're millennials and Gen Z, but they're quite differentiated and quite conflicting as well. What should the marketeers do to reach out to both?
0: So firstly, they're not one big homogenous group. That's really, really important to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, The Gen Z, you know, you, you started at the beginning, you know, talking about how important they are. They are absolutely important for any business now because... They are absolutely the future of our, 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 our target audience. They are massive in number, massive in number. They are 2.6 billion of them around the world. That is more wow. than millennials and Gen X, my generation combined. Wow. So if you don't get it right with these guys, you don't have a future audience. So that, you know, let's just start with that as a starting okay. point because it is just big. Um, both of these groups are comfortable in the digital space. But one was digitally intelligent. So millennials, your generation, are very comfortable in that space. But for Gen Z, this is all they've ever known. Yeah, All they've ever known, right? This they is don't the generation. Even know a
1: world without it. And it's not the same for uh, millennials. We, we kind of learned it. You don't we learned quickly. it earlier. Correct. Yeah. But we learned it. And uh, Gen Z doesn't know a world without it.
0: No, that Gen Z is that generation that learned to swipe before they learned to speak, right? That's the difference. And you guys learned it quickly because it was there early on in your, your generation. But it's, this is a world that they only know. So that's incredibly important. So in terms of, of what we as marketers need to be thinking about is that, you know, we're the generation that only knows this. How are your strategies Define now as you move forward. I mean, I, I look at the differences between them and maybe we'll, we'll talk that because I think it is important that we do recognize they aren't one big group. Cause I think for Gen X, we kind of lump them all together. It's like there's a youthful generation, but they are different, right? And they are different in many ways. Um, so numbers aside, just the way they shop and you know, as a marketer, Mm -hmm. I want people to buy my products or my services. So understanding that bit is incredibly important. You know, their shopping habits are uh, unique in terms of where they shop, how they shop. And that is important for us to understand. You know, if I think about the terms of millennials look for value. Gen Z look for values.
1: Okay, very interesting differentiation. Tell us a little bit more about that.
0: You, millennials will look after themselves in terms of their pockets, right? They will look for an offer. They will look for the value they can get in, in, in mm. purchasing. Whilst they, a Gen Z is actually willing to pay a little bit more of a premium if they're getting something back in return. And that piece that they want back in return can be as part of their, their value system, yeah. wanting to see that in the brands that they're participating with. Or there's an added service or benefit that they get but they're not as cost-conscious as millennials are. So as a marketer and as a business, think about that. That is, you know, There's incremental revenue there if you provide them with something a little bit more than you were doing before.
1: Hmm. I also see the millennials being more pragmatic decision-makers. They're kind of trained to, to be more logical, pragmatic, as you were saying. They're looking at the value for money. What do I get? What do I um, pay dimension? But for Gen Z, they really look for something personal. Yes. They look for something that what is like, it's not, it can be illogical for the rest of the world, but if it's logical for me or some, somehow speaks to me for a reason, they're happy to to be the ambassador of it or um, even use something that is not popular by someone else just for the sake of making it popular. Through them.
0: Or making it just making them stand out. And, and making being, them
1: stand out by being you, the no, odd one out.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, I think if you think about the amount of data that this generation gives us, this is a generation that lives online. Right. So with that data, their expectations of you as a brand has gone up because you should absolutely understand me. You should absolutely tailor it to me. You should absolutely make it unique. I want to feel like I'm an individual. Not part of a massive group because I've given you all of that data. So how are you using it?
1: That's that's actually a very good point because I remember um, you you were doing one of those talks uh, and I was um, um, be a part of it, listening to you. Um, what that kind of stayed with me because um, I think the whole data point has shifted enormously as well as millennials. We are at today my friends most of my friends they're like hiding their whatsapp or like yeah. oh my god my data my privacy yeah. whereas actually the, you were talking about a research that that said gen Z is actually okay to their data to be used they're again so uh, born into it but with the condition that absolutely. the use of that data will bring them exclusivity or a good service that's a shortcut
0: absolutely if 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 you're not using that data to remove friction on their whole experience and the whole journey, th- then they will block you. This is a, Remember, this is a generation that is not loyal, they, right? So they expect brands also to-
1: Also very low tolerance.
0: Correct. Very low and tolerance. not forgiving. They give you one chance. You've got one chance to get it right with them. You get it right, you're good. Mm. But they expect you to use what they've given you and they know the value of what they've given you. So it's not like it's free, but we're comfortable in digital space. We know that there's a lot of data that we've given you. How are you as a brand using it? And how are you using it for my benefit, not for yours? That's the big the difference.
1: Yeah. Actually, the whole idea of, as marketeers, whenever we are, I think, um, championing this consumer-first client-first customer-first, think about their needs, the insights, the R&D or the business decisions actually are in the, hidden in the consumer's needs, yes. first listen to that and do that deep listening, it's at the moment inevitable that they are making sure that, did you even talk about my needs and wants first? Why would I care what you want to do Correct. with I mean, my it, data? It, it's,
0: it's about experience. We know that. I mean, it's, millennials the same, but these are the guys that, I I said, get it wrong with them. They are un- unbelievably unforgiving. And remember, connected. So mm. you get it wrong with a group, that is going to spread like wildfire. So you've got to be careful with these guys.
1: That's, that's <coughs> very true. Thinking about the, the values, uh, because you said millennials were going after value. Do I get something good for, uh, in what I give? And now millennials are all about um, values. And what I observe is that self-expression has never been more loud to the point that I get like really shocked and surprised like how how can a community of generation this culture of self-expression I want to be heard to the point that I'm oversharing all details of my life just because I just want to be heard this is a very interesting value how do you see where is this value or need coming from for Gen Z?
0: So, I, I, it's an interesting one, because it is, I, I'm still in conflict here, because it's, okay. you know, this is a, this is a generation I'm still learning about. This is a generation I think most marketers are still trying to understand. So but I you think
1: also raised... raised I've the, got
0: three of them. I mean, from you know, the age of 22 like, to 25, I'm living and breathing them every this day. Is exactly. So. I
1: think you see them as from so many different angles. You see them as a parent. Yeah. You see them as a leader who joined the, joining the workforce. And then you see them as a marketeer. So yeah. this is very interesting for me to hear from you.
0: I mean... There's a generational shift that's happening. I think faster than any shift. You know, every generation looks at the one before it, right? True. Says, true. You know, true. God. Yeah. Fair um, enough. I, I I love on social media right now. I know Gen X is fighting back a lot. I can I can see a lot of videos <laughs> defending ourselves. But you know, as as a conservative Saudi, we were brought up very conservatively, um, and. I know that I can't bring my kids up in the same way that we were brought up. So there is parents are, are battling with this right now because that cultural shift is live. It is happening every single day. And we need to help our kids, the future consumers um, and the future workforce be ready for, for as fast as we can for what's ahead of them without enforcing what we were brought up with. Without, we're trying clearly to keep certain traditions in place. Mm-hmm. but what this generation is doing is is actually stamping their own personality on a culture that they're brought up with so it is a standard culture which they are adapting and adapting to better fit their needs and better fit the future and it's sometimes hard to watch um as a parent but you've got to learn to let go and 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 I you know, said, so I am absolutely living that today with three, you know I so said 25, 23, and 22 year old kids. They hate being called kids by the way, but that's what, <laughs> that's what they are from me still. Um, but it is interesting to see how each and every one of them has adapted their own personality and their own perspective on the world around them. So this individuality piece is because particularly in this region, they've got a history of very traditional upbringing and they don't want to lose that, but they also don't want to be left behind. So I think each one of them is finding Mm -hmm. a way to represent themselves. Um, And it's easy for them today, right? It was a lot harder, I think, for maybe your generation, definitely my generation. We didn't have access to simple means by which I can say something and it's seen by thousands and thousands of people. Or heard by thousands and thousands so they're very comfortable doing that and finding just ways to differentiate themselves from each other because mm-hmm. I think there is this almost internal competition between them they don't like being part of a, a blur amongst a, a group of thousands of people they want to stand out um, and that actually is from a marketing perspective just adds a little bit more complexity because they don't want to be spoken to as one of thousands
1: yeah it's it's um I'm just looking at one of the interesting research that seventy-three percent of Gen Z believe they need more self-expression to live a happy and healthy life. So that's actually we were um thinking about when thinking about it, uh their upbringing, their the parenting that probably the Gen X has done, uh uh, is a, has a big influence on, on them as well. I think that was the uh, parenting culture transitioning into, um, oh, you're so special. <laughs> uh, you don't yeah. like. There is a, everybody is a winner. Most important thing is. I mean, I still believe that's not. That's okay. That's not wrong. But I think that's the generation that uh, they they were. They have self-beliefs yes. because, you well, know, in the first, a- first years, uh, first um, five to seven years of life, kids are in a different brainwave and yeah. whatever they're hearing, they really internalize that. I think for us, for uh, Gen X and millennials, we had different things. We have, you have to behave, you have to, like, you have to stand out by winning or you have to, like, get, it's not available, you have to fight for it. Especially millennials, yeah. but Gen Z was raised with like, "Oh, you are so special." <laughs> um, everyone, everybody is a winner, and you you are more special than anybody else, and that kind of uh, yeah, shows that,
0: it. I have a hard time with that, to be honest. It's, okay, yeah, I'm a generation that was brought up with the hard knocks, right? This yeah, the same. It's, same. Um, and remember, I think my generation is probably, we've got the very top end of the Gen Z group, right? So, but it's going to be your, the millennials and the higher, you know, lower end of Gen, uh, Gen X and higher end of millennials. I really
1: don't know what generation I'm raising, but
0: I... <laughs> it's, there is, I love the fact that they're incredibly confident. I mean, there's a confidence in them that I've never seen before and yes. it's wonderful. And you should never stifle that and I hope we don't. It's not about saying, but this is right and wrong. Um, that confidence has allowed them to find their own paths and actually create new paths, ones that we, we haven't thought about. Um, I talk a lot about the need for us and our generation to to actually learn from this reverse mentoring thing. Find yourself a Gen Z, sit down with them and have them mentor mm. you, because there is so much we don't understand, that confidence they have. They can sit, a 20-year-old, will happily sit in front of a CEO and have a conversation.
1: Of course, I not even have a conversation. To be very honest, mm. uh, very recently, um, not even myself, even someone um, very well respected and a Gen Z, they we were in in the same room, yeah. um, and then Gen, that Gen Z said to the CEO, um, "You're almost as good as uh, as um, a good speaker as I am," and I was like, "Excuse, <laughs> yep. excuse yep. me." But uh, he, he really, um, he said it in a, in a nice way, in a complimentary way, because they, he believes his, him and his friends are so better articulators in terms of self-expression.
0: Because they are, actually. I mean, it's, it's, they've, they've been self-expressing all their lives yes. right? from a very young age. Um, we were always, you know, speak when you're spoken to. These guys oh, yeah, yeah. are not that at all. I will speak when I have something to say and you will listen to me and they want to be heard and that's that's the key thing is they want to be heard so they've got opinions they've mm. got actually clever opinions Do i think you too? if we you, you, you know you can't look at this group as young or just from an age perspective because a 15 year old is so so much more advanced than a 15 year old 30 40 years ago Right. So you've got to remember that these guys are so connected. They've got access to information and data and and they learn in ways that we never did. So I, I think it's really important for us as as businesses and brands and marketers to understand that this is a generation that already knows a lot. You're not going to come and teach them. You will, of course. And, I, you know, and that's the important thing, because I think sometimes we as business leaders are a little bit confused about how do we engage with them um, Mm. because they are so confident but they come into a room with this this aura but we still have experience and it's an important one as a leader so i think it is yeah
1: i think as as when we're talking about the workforce i think i'll dig a little deeper there because there's there is a lot to uncover uh, but from a from a brand point of view, uh, what brands needs to do, I think that anyway with millennials, it was that that the brands communicate one way communication <laughs> and the the consumer just receives and says, okay, oh, brand, okay, that that's was dead. I think that was yeah. that's already dead. Yeah, yeah. But I think for millennials, the generation turned out to be like, okay, let I will engage with your I will as a brand, you would say. Come engage with me, and then the millennials were like, "Okay, let's engage." We, look, we are invited. We are engaging, kind of. But I think with Gen Z, yeah. that is also not there. They want to have, to have ownership. They want contribution. They want their contribution to be heard yeah. and turned into actions.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, this is. Gone are the days when brands control the future of their own brands in mm-hmm. that direction. That that True. is that's a thing of the past. I think if you continue to think that you will dictate where your brand goes, this is a generation, remember, they are a third of the world's population, mm-hmm. right? More than a third of the world's population.
1: And they're transsetters. They're yeah. like never before.
0: And they absolutely you said the word they want to be heard. That is absolutely correct. They're already engaging with your brands, but <laughs> If you actually just open TikTok and look at the way that they they play with brands, they take brands into a thousand different directions.
1: And they're, they're very creative, too.
0: Unbelievably creative. And there, <laughs> and there are use cases that you hadn't even thought about, but they've actually invented for you. You know, I, I kind of think of them as a kind of a living and breathing R&D department. So you can either work against them and... Battle that and battle that lack of control that you have or you can find a way to engage with them, listen to them and actually help let them help you define where your future brand, your brand is going in the future. Because if you don't, they will either take it in a direction that they want to go in, in isolation of you or worse still reject you. Uh, and that is not a place you want to be.
1: No, you don't want that. But I think I'll just repeat it because I think you said two very powerful things. One, I think as brand leaders, brand owners, business owners, every we I always like um, your brand is your business. Um, they need to understand. we all need to understand. Uh, and let go of that control, which is which is scary. Yes. I mean, yeah. uh, brand marketing rule one and one: consistency, control, uh, this meticulous uh, attention to detail. So that has to change, I guess, a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's y- your consumer is part of your organization now, and it it, Oh,
1: I love that. that. Yeah, it has to be I looked at. That.
0: You know, you cannot sit in this office and then push. Mm -hmm. You said it at the beginning. It's just, you know, we all were brought up that way. And if you think about the advertising of the past and the advertising today, the advertising today is if you advertised the way we would have done, you know, my old Procter & Gamble days of a side-by-side demo, and that will be rejected in a second. But if you actually showcase that product in use through these guys in real-life situations where they can actually show you how it comes to life and how a brand can come to life, then you're on to something really, really magical. Um, But you will absolutely fail if you don't look at these guys as being part of where your future brand will go.
1: Yes, that's actually a very good advice. I think one one key takeaway already is that make Gen Z a part of your organization and uh, they're your R&D, they're your marketing. They have to be molded. In the way that they choose to be, and yeah, as marketeers, yeah. we have to let that go and open that space. As painful for Painful as
0: that is, you do. To, it is. Yeah. It is
1: very painful already saying that, uh, honestly speaking. Um, but at the same time, uh, unless we do that, I think there is no there is no way of winning.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, remember, this is a group of people that I just don't have the kind of... You know, we talked about brand loyalty in the past, right? And, you know, you, you and we I, did. Been, well, <laughs> I... don't lot. know. I don't know what that is today. You know, there is a brand for now, not a brand loyalty. And, and mm. how long that now piece is between you and, and your consumer is really dependent on how flexible you are. Um, the great thing about brands today is with a group that is so digitally native... You can learn so incredibly quickly. You remember in the days when we would go out and do a pilot, and we, you know, you'd hope that you get it right, and you probably spend millions on R and D and mark, and then it fails.
1: I know. Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Actually, they give you so much today. You can learn within a second. What's yeah, working the inside
1: Actually, just open any any uh, social media channel uh, and observe because. You don't need to do a, uh, go and do a. We used to do home visits. Yes. We would go and sit in <laughs> to be able to get some insights and, like, okay, what do they do first? Do they open the fridge first or do they. Now everybody's sharing everything, it's just, it's just there. Yeah. And this is, again, uh, by because they're sharing it, I think their expectations is also you know me, now serve me, give me what I need, understand what I want. And uh, that's a kind of a pressure too, right? It's like, I think marketing will change. You can't fix
0: everything, right? So that's the thing. I mean, there is so much out there. So picking and choosing what to follow as well is important Mm. because it's, if we purely just listened to what they're doing, um, 2.6 billion of them can take you into 2.6 billion different directions, right? So you still need to find commonality, but... Yeah, the, the interesting thing about a Gen Z today is, you know, when I'm talking about 2.6 billion, um, but w- as a brand, when I'm looking at this this new audience that's coming my way, I don't have the. You know, I used to have to tailor. You know, I, I managed a region of 90 countries at Visa, and it was you could have looked at them as 90 different countries, or you could have actually looked at them as the What are the common traits? And Gen Z, in particular, has much more in common with their generation from around the world than they... Because they're so
1: connected. Correct. So, again, in in your talk, you were saying, um, again, it's one of the things that really stuck with me, the difference between a millennial, a Kenyan millennial versus an American millennial was a lot bigger than the difference uh, of a Kenyan Gen Z to an American Gen Z, yeah. mainly probably because of that connectedness that they are living in.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's actually wonderful and scary at the same time. Yes. So I think it is. Uh, so as you rightly said, a, a Gen Z coming out of Moscow or London or Riyadh, or actually have, see each other as the same. That community that they've created, is there's, there's commonality. So as a brand, you know, historically, we would have tailored to Russia were tailored to we were tailored to an ethnicity
1: yes right? Geogra- geographic culture was more important more um, differentiator whereas I think now generational culture with these guys absolutely. are a lot more important absolutely
0: and they and they don't see those differences the way we used to see them they actually see actually you know they're relating they're engaging they're talking they're playing you know obviously they're, they're, digitally they're they're playing constantly with each other around the world and that that constant Commonality between them is really, really important, but it's also really scary as well. So as a brand, historically, I could have launched different products in different places. Um, And, you know, I may have been a higher quality product in one country versus another country. Try doing that today and see what the generation that's coming will do to you. Because why? why is my friend in Russia Got more value from their product than I do. Why are there more benefits and services and attributes to that product than I get here? You know, that's
1: uh, that's you, yeah. We used to do pilot launches and uh, give one product to now one day later launch something or does do not give that product to another market. It's not an option anymore.
0: Yeah, don't don't throw a cheap product at me. I like, mean you know, yeah, that's, they, that's they want
1: self-expression and uniqueness, but when they when it's. Uh, uh, as a generation, they are quite connected and they're quite uh, dominant in, in what they want and um, how, how they want it Absolutely. as well. But on that point, I want to ask you, I think you're, you're like the perfect profile, in my opinion, because you yourself is a fusion of cultures. Being in a Saudi national, having a very uh, long time upbringing in UK, and now uh, living in the UAE for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, and I always, always see you, how connected you are because of the regional roles that you had. Uh, and I think you're a, you're a personality of that uh, fusion as well. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you brought your children like that and you have a very different life vision in that. But also, I know that you're very back to your roots and your fundamentals uh, as, as in culture. Yeah. so. How do you see the Middle Eastern uh, Gen Z um, coming along?
0: So they were it's an interesting one. They're, no, I'd be right. I mean, for me, my values and my 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 background and my culture is paramount. That hasn't changed with this next generation. I think more so there. You know, they were born into a cultural revolution that is happening in the Middle East. There is, and I, you know, I say revolution, but it is just this massive change, change yeah. that's happening in such a small period of time. You know, in, in the 50 years or the last 10 years, in fact, the change that's happened in the last 10 years in this world, part of the world is the equivalent of a thousand years anywhere else. Right. So true. It is. So true. The speed that's changing around us is mind blowing. And this is a generation that's born into that. So actually for them, they also
1: kind of triggered even that. Right. Correct. Yeah, to, I mean, to a certain extent because, every change yeah, happens through that through generation. generation that change, so, yeah.
0: you know, the wonderful thing is that, you know, the government's here have invested heavily in the future because they have to. This is a a region where, you know, our our demographic pyramids are like this. You know, we are an incredibly young population. Um, So you have to be ready for this generation that's coming and actually adapting to their needs and where they need to be going. So as a region, as I said, I've never seen anything as dynamic as what I've seen in the last five to 10 years. I mean, what's happening in, in my home country right now is mind-blowing. Um, and I know you, you hear a lot from the outside, but give me a country that has adapted this fast and long way to go. We know that. None of us are saying we're there, right? But it is a generation that is proud of what's happening around them. Their culture is very attached to their past. You know, they're, yes, they're connected to the rest of the world, but that doesn't mean that they're diluting who they are. They don't mm-hmm. want that at all, but they're trying to find ways to manifest it. You know, I, I I go back to a few years ago when you know YouTube was your your video destination, <laughs> um, but Saudis were either the number one or number two content producer on YouTube in the world. Wow! Um, because this was a generation that was has all of this creativity that they just wanted to, to showcase and manifest. And the best way for them to do that was through video. So that is a generation that was already shifting. Um, mm. But obviously with the government now thinking, and i are talking all the governments in this region now thinking about, you know, this is our future sitting right there. Mm. You know, the they recognize the ways that of the past isn't going to be right for these guys. And thankfully this generation is... Um, not wanting to sell on who they are and their identity, you know, for, for, for this group, culture, family, absolutely paramount, at, it has not diminished at all. We have this concept in the Middle East of, uh, God forbid, I should say, I, you know, we don't talk about individuality um, Yet this is a generation that wants a bit of individuality. So there's this cultural battle that I think they're dealing with as well, is that we we're part of this community. We're part of these, you know, I'm a member of seven hundred people in my family. You know, we're Yeah, that big is,
1: families. Yeah, definitely. That's that hasn't a, diminished. This is a Middle Eastern thing. The family first and families are being connected and second-degree cousins are also important. It's like no, yeah, we don't differentiate. Uh, yeah, at we at all. don't differentiate, but it's yeah. like um, I'm um, through uh, my husband when I look at the German family structure versus yeah. the Turkish family structure versus a, a Saudi family structure, and how how do we uh, navigate around those values yeah. uh, when we're self-expressing? But
0: but to, we still self-express. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. and
1: and. I don't know what you I um I don't know what you think about this, but what I am observing with the Middle Eastern Gen Z, they are a big um, trigger to change the nation brand or the region brand that was created before them as well. Them being self expressive, being very authentic to who they are. What this is my observation. Um, there is no agenda of the Middle Eastern Gen Z when they're communicating. They're not trying to be non-Middle Eastern. They are really owning their true identity almost to the point they're sometimes making fun of it. They're making... uh, But you can see that connection with everything that they're creating, their positioning and their power. uh, They're changing the almost um, uh, not so positive perceptions about Middle East as well.
0: They are... You know they've got access to what's being said about them around the world, right? So that basically, but you know there is a world beyond Fox News and the Guardian and the Daily Mail and all these on these you know organizations that inflate uh, for the sake of inflating. This is a generation that is proud of where they've come from, are proud of the changes that are happening. You know, they're give me any 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 geography that has changed in the last five years in the way that this region has. And then, you know, let's talk Saudi specifically.
1: And I think this is just the beginning.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is and this is a generation, as I said, who were born into change. To them, it's not scary. Change is just part of life. Um, and to them, this is the way they think life will always be. You know, the speed of change. I, I don't know how long it will continue, but, well, you know.
1: I think, it, I think it will even get faster if... Uh-
0: <laughs> but that's great for these guys, I think, right? Because they this is... They went from a culture of real tradition and change is bad to accept it, absorb it, work with it, actually help change it. And as you said, they are the brand ambassadors for their countries now. And that's how they see themselves. And they are so proud of the changes that are happening. They're so proud of actually what's being led out of here. That's the other thing. Remember, this is not just, you know, we historically were a country the you know, region that just absorbed
1: yeah, what was knowledge done, and tech and whatever. Yeah, that we were not the, the trendsetters, right? It's it's yeah. changing as well.
0: Absolutely. You see some of the initiatives and projects that are happening. They're mind-blowing. They are. Mind-blowing. And it's, that is, you can't help but get excited by that. And and this is, as you know we said, if you're thinking about every project Country in this region, I think, is thinking about its external brand, as you, as you mentioned. They also look to this generation like, you know, because this is a generation that will define not just product brands, but country brands as well. You know, so governments are also looking at ways to leverage this generation, this population and help, well, help them help the country yes. re-represent itself around the world. So it's a, an interesting time.
1: I think I think so too. I think that, uh, and I think they're doing a good job. And um, when everything comes together, um, with of course the government's understanding and and uh, giving them the platforms. Yeah. And uh, one other thing that um, I see Gen Z is doing, especially in the Middle East, is um, very interesting um, connection. Uh, they keep true to. To their heritage, yeah. while uh, opening opening more space for themselves in that heritage as well, so they are not really challenging the traditions, but they are challenging the parts of the lifestyle that is that is blocking them. And there is a there is a difference between yeah. there.
0: That's and that's one. You know, I think my generation, maybe even my parents' generation, are having the harder time seeing that.
1: Mm.
0: But it's what's great is they're not. Killing traditions. Yes. They're, they're finding ways to make them more relevant to today. True,
1: yes. Relevance. Yes. Yeah. I think this is the key and, word. And,
0: and that's important. And as I said, I think it's... The great thing is they they, they don't look at it and reject the past. Quite the opposite. There's a pride there in, in all of that. Yeah. But they're also pragmatic. Right? We are in the 21st century. How does that now manifest itself today? And... You just have to watch the way that you know. I, honestly, I, I'm, I'm more of an Instagram person than I am of a TikTok person. But the videos and the imag- oh, you
1: should come and join yeah. that. Uh, you would not be able to give up on it once you once I, you start I, scrolling. I, yeah,
0: I I've I found even the videos there, but it's you see the way that there is a they're almost coming back to tradition. I mean, I, I think you know between national dress, between music, between, you know...
1: Definitely. Arabic
0: they, music with hip-hop, you know.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. They actually, they like to be authentic. They are, they're, I think millennials were a little bit more in general, oh, we want to change by kind of looking up to what we want to become, while Gen Z is like, you know what, no, this is the music that I, I listen to, I'll make it relevant and I'll mix it with something else, as you were saying. And I'll I'll own it because it's what makes me unique. It's what makes me differentiated from anybody else. But there's also mutual respect, I think, within themselves, right? They are very open to those unique traditions and and, uh, getting inspired by each other as a generation. They're open-minded.
0: Yeah, open-minded, proud. Actually, if it needs to be changed, we're okay with that. We'll find a way to make it change. So they're not holding on to things just for the sake of it. They're saying this is really Core to who we are um but actually it's there's is there a different way that it could, it could come to life mm-hmm. um and it's very it's interesting to watch as i said I, I live with three of them and i see the way that you know i actually in my house we have three generations so my mother lives in the house next door uh, i live with uh, you know my wife who is one of nine uh and then my three who are brought up here globally accessible to, yeah. you know, and to their friends and their networks. And we have family in 20, 30 different countries around the world. Um, but they've, they've learned to respect where we've all come from. But as I said, just adapted it to better fit their needs today. Not always, as I said, easy to, to watch and see. Uh, a little easier for me than it is for my mother to watch. But it's, um, <laughs> you know, but it's part of every transformation that comes with every generation.
1: Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for global brands who are now either actively entering the Middle East or trying to, because again, Gen Z in Middle East is even bigger percentage-wise than the the rest of the world, most of the world. What key things they should really watch out?
0: So, by the way, in terms of where the Gen Z sit around the world, Mm. 40% of the global Gen Z sits actually in the Middle East and Africa. So you can't enter this region. Without that, getting it right for yeah. these guys. So don't look at them as a brand. If you're entering here, don't look at them as a brand of the future. Uh, consumer, sorry, of the future. Um, you know, They're not wealthy today, so I'm not going to pay any attention to them. Actually, they're already engaging with you whether you like it or not. Very much. Um, if they're not buying, they're influencing the purchase. You know, And I, I say this all the time, it's like, tell me when was the last time you made any purchase decision without the influence of your child, right? Those days are gone. You know, before my dad would say, we're going here. <laughs> Off we go. Today, it's like my kids say, well, what about this? And why don't we do this? And why don't we go here? And they've, they've planned out everything for us. And, you know, I'm talking about a holiday here. And it would be, it would be insane of you to not look at this generation and say, engage with them early on. So by the time they are have the purchase power, firstly, they have $30 trillion or something within their control today. You know, the top end of yeah. uh, Gen Z are already in the workforce, right? So don't wait. Engage early. And if you're coming into this region, you understand the cultural differences. Don't just assume. I know we've been talking about how they're connected to the world and there is this sort of commonality between them. Yes, there is but they still want to reflect their their traditions their, yeah. their arabisms if you want so as a, a, a business coming in here the top end is valuable to you today the bulk of this future think about who's coming into the 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 consumer space in the next 5 years you know in the next 5 years another you know what is it a billion, billion and a half are going to be valuable to you around the world.
1: And they're they're looking, uh, their experience with working and their experience with making money is also quite different. And um, maybe this is, um, as a leader now, if you put the leader hat, um, how are they going to fit into the workplace and the culture and the the nine to fives and, hmm. and do what I say uh, mindset? How, how do you see that playing
0: So uh, it's a a tough one, right? Because I don't think anyone really knows yet. They're only just getting into the workforce. So so brands and businesses are just now experiencing what it's like to have them in the workforce. I think what's very clear is, and I look at my kids today as well. So they're all entering the workforce. They're all keen to experiment. You know, Mm. we sort of jumped in and it was like, here's my career. I don't know what that means today with this generation. What is career? Because it's not about the next 10 years in company X, it's about what can I get two or three years out of this business? And then that's probably, you know, two years for them is a lifetime in a role. So they're very happy jumping around just to get value for themselves. Yeah, because they're not
1: scared of change.
0: At all, at all. We were like, get something and stick to it.
1: Yeah, and they love variety as well. So doing one thing is not enough for them.
0: Correct. So uh, Your business, think, that's yeah. important, right? So yeah.
1: So I think as um, business owners and leaders, it's very important to they have this very rebel mindset of like their their time is very valuable, <laughs> yes. and uh, they want to own things. At least that feeling of belonging and ownership is extremely important. So, yes. what do you think now that they're starting entering? I I already hear a lot of. Um, Complaints, if you will, when we are looking into uh, brand cultures and designing brand cultures, the n- the new generation being not so loyal, want change very quickly.
0: They get it's bored not very quickly. Their they the
1: attention quickly, span is
0: about this big,
1: and they want they're all of a sudden too confident, challenging leaders in the organization. Yeah. There is a there is a bit of a conflict because the most of the workforce is. Gen X and millennials who kind of like, we did like, oh, you have to really work yourself up there and you have to really put the extra work and the hours you have to really suffer to, to maybe in a way like to get uh, what you want to get in business. And that seems not, not going to work with them, with Gen Z.
0: Look, firstly, I think as a leader... Don't get sucked into that space. You 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 have experience and there's value in that. And mm-hmm. it's really important that you're helping Gen Z in particular navigate their careers because they think they know it all.
1: They do. <laughs> yeah. But they they don't. don't.
0: They absolutely don't. And don't shy away from saying that because yeah. They only know what they know. I mean, they know a hell of a lot, probably more than we did at, at, at the age of 20. But there are life experiences and there are career experiences that they just don't have. So be very comfortable with helping them define that. But at the same time, this is, we just said it, they get bored incredibly quickly. They think they've already got there. It's like, you know, I've been on this job for six months. Why have I not been promoted? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know there's that, that kind of concept. What is that? Because you're absolutely not ready yet. Um, but you're on a wonderful trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um I think businesses are going to have to find ways to keep them, as you said, engaged. Um, you know if you talk about culture in a company, that's built through a variety of ways, but your people bring your culture to life. If you're dealing with a future workforce that is happy to jump around, how do you how do you create that culture? I think you want to m- retain people through keeping them stimulated keeping them learning. Um, And so I think organizations now are going to have to find ways to keep Gen Z occupied in different ways. You know, a lot of companies do um, graduate programs and those Mm -hmm. graduate programs jump them around different parts.
1: I started like that as well. That was brilliant. And yeah. uh, But then you
0: stop, right? And all of a sudden (laughs) you're you're cornered into one single place. Well, actually, is there a way to keep that that way of working, a life for longer. Because mm-hmm. I think part of what they're trying to do is actually find what they like. You know, and I said with my kids today, they're looking at, they want like 10 internships. Yeah. Right. I want to jump around and find what I want, what I like, what what I'm passionate about. Companies that, you know, you give them six, you know, two years of this wonderful experiences around the organization, and then you take it away from them. Right. Right. I think maybe there's probably an opportunity to find ways of actually keeping that alive so that they're, you know, you can't jump around every six months. I get it. But give them opportunities to learn, but give them opportunities, as you rightly said, to give back because they, through these learnings, they're, these are, they experiment. These guys are really bold and they will challenge and
1: yeah.
0: open to that. Be open to that challenge. I think that's incredibly important. Um but give them avenues to, to to manifest what they're what they're what they're thinking, what they're learning. Let them or help them bring it to life.
1: You're so right. They want autonomy. They need autonomy. Yes, this is that goes back to that self-expression. When they have the autonomy, that um, they feel a lot more. They they feel ownership on their decisions, and then they become a lot more productive and engaged. And And that restlessness, I think one of the key things that is bothering the um, workplace in general that Gen Z comes with being restless. Like, okay, I've done this for two weeks. Now now what? What (laughs) is new? What am I learning? There is this restlessness of needing for change, needing for autonomy, not being okay with just doing and delivering. They don't like to be executors. They like to be creators. So, of course, every workplace... uh, Every brand, every work needs a certain level of executors. You can not only have uh, creators, but I think uh, it could be very interesting to um, look into ways how to make them stimulated, as you just said.
0: So I th- I th- firstly, I think it's important to say autonomy doesn't mean free for all. Yes. Right. So yeah, that's, you have to ensure there are still guardrails because yeah, boundaries and it, boundaries it and will expectations, go all over the place. Yeah. But if you set a boundary here and here, you can't go over that. But this space, all of that, go for it.
1: Go for it. Yeah. You know,
0: and I think that is you can't stifle them. I think if you keep squeezing and squeezing, you will do this. You know subject matter expertise in a very specific defined space is suffocating i think for this generation mm-hmm. they want their hands everywhere they want to be involved not at the end but actually i want to be thinking with you i want to be yes. experimenting with you yes. and i actually want to be delivering with you so that whole journey is part of what they want to be involved in so um i think that's another way that brands and culture uh, businesses are going to have to change is to think about you know i have a voice i have an opinion i want it to be heard um, And if you literally just hand me down something to go and execute, God, you know, you've, yeah. lo- you've lost me and you've lost me for life, basically.
1: True. True. So one last part, uh, a little bit of fun. Okay. I'm going to ask you some uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go just about it. yourself. All right. Zoom or Teams?
0: Oh, I think that's my answer. I hate them both. <laughs> I'm so, this is what I miss. So if it has to be one of the two, I guess Zoom.
1: 3D, okay. Um, Avocado toast or junk food? Oh, junk food. Mac or PC? Mac. Gen Z or millennials?
0: Gen Z. I think they're exciting and it scares me and it makes me uncomfortable. And it's (laughs) wonderful to see what's coming.
1: Uh, Multinational or Startup.
0: I think in my stage of career today, startup. <laughs> you it's, couldn't say anything else at
1: this yeah. point. Coffee or tea?
0: Oh, uh, Ethiopian Guji beans. Coffee.
1: Okay, that's particular. Yes. Um, Instagram or TikTok, you said that. Instagram. But we have to introduce you to TikTok. Yeah,
0: I think it's kind of getting me there. I've got, I, I, I get into these sort of wormholes with the videos on Instagram. Yeah, I, I'm a
1: stalker on TikTok. Right. I don't, I, I, just, I just scroll, but I can, yeah. I can assure you, it's a lot of fun. Um, night owl or early bird?
0: Uh, yeah. Don't speak to me before eleven <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It's not good. I know so you're so
1: opposite. <laughs>
0: night owl, absolutely. <laughs>
1: you, you send me messages like after one a.m. and I respond <laughs> at five a.m. <laughs> Um parrots or cats?
0: Oh. Uh, so yeah as you know my house is full of both. Uh, I think that's a tough one. You'll put me in a corner here. <laughs>
1: You're going to feel guilty when you go back home, whatever you so, say. As like. you know,
0: parrots tend to join me in all of my Zoom calls. Yes, they um, do. They
1: steal pans and uh, destroy computers.
0: They're, yes, and they are literally irritating. But um, I think the cats the cats have a life of their own. The parrots force themselves on me, but I love them both.
1: Okay, so couldn't, couldn't pick one. I can't, I
0: can't.
1: <laughs> what is one marketing secret that you didn't tell anyone?
0: Oh... Secret. I don't know that it's a secret or not, but I think as a marketer, forget marketing, you are in the best, best role in the world. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's, I had a boss at HSBC that used to say, a great day in marketing is amazing. A bad day in marketing is still pretty damn good. And marketing in its true sense, right? And I I have a real sort of pet peeve right now about where marketing as an organization is going Um, because I think we're forgetting what marketing is. Yeah, we can do
1: another uh, episode with that
0: one. Yeah, there is nothing that excites me more than doing what I do and have been doing for the last 30 years because it's just Just touches everything. Yeah, it's just
1: the best thing. I, I couldn't agree more. Mo, well, thank you so much. Oh, it was of, a, thank a you pleasure. We it's could go great. on another hour or two, yeah. um, but that was a that was a pleasure uh, having Mine, you absolutely. And I think uh, hopefully our listeners will also enjoy this chat. I hope so too. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you.